0: Now, as a, as, a, as, a, as a student, as a student of the Word, I want you to hear exposition over entertainment. Yeah. In the great apocalypse called the Revelation, John the Apostle was caught up on the Lord's Day, Sunday, in the Spirit into heaven. And John immediately, a man, heard a voice behind him like thunder. But as you matriculate into the fourth and fifth chapter, John said, I saw something that is inexplicable. An angel stood up in heaven and said, who is worthy to receive the book? And John said he looked around and there was nobody on earth nobody under the earth nobody in heaven was worthy to receive the book and John said he started crying and then John said he looked up and the lamb as if it had been slain stood up and took the book that lamb was Jesus and he's worthy and the Bible says that all heaven fell down and worshipped him as king of kings and lord of lords. We sit here on Sunday morning not even understanding the meaning of worship. People say, well, I got to come to church. I can read my Bible at home. They ain't worship." The Bible talks about corporate worship. Tell Pharaoh to let my people go that they may worship me in the wilderness. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah. Forsake not the gathering yourselves together because we're here to worship, to give God his worth. He's worthy to be free. And, and see, the problem in the church And the problem in this culture, in this world, if you and I can ever just concentrate on who he is, the Lord is, then that same Lord who is will bring what you need and what you've been praying for. Can I get a witness? The Lord is my light. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my victory. The Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my hiding place. That's worship. Worship is ascribing to God that he's worthy. Praise his name. And that's why we're here this. When we're here to ascribe to Jesus that you are worthy to be praised. Bless the Lord. And the Lord is good. Isn't any good? Hallelujah. I want to, first and foremost, give honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to all of you. Thank God for Sunday morning. Thank God for worship. Thank God for uh, uh, his faithfulness, his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. And learn not to come to church looking for something. Learn to come to church to give something. I want to give you praise for who you are. Can I get a witness? And then God will see to it that every need is met. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. This morning we're in 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Paul's letter to his son in the faith, Timothy, young Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And beginning at verse 1, I want I, I'm I'm to challenge your hearts around the subject. Tough-mindedness. Tough-mindedness. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in your muscles. No, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Tough, 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 tough tough-mindedness. Tough-mindedness. I remember growing up in Philly, and I was always enamored about people who were tough. They didn't fear anybody or anything. And I I used to measure that toughness against what I was carrying around. It didn't didn't pan out. But there were people that came in our pathways that just were tough. I'm I'm not necessarily dealing with fighting and gangs, but just tough-minded, determined people. People that can take a licking and just keep on ticking. No stopping them. Just, I don't care what comes into their lives. They imagine, they they, they manage, listen, they manage to matriculate and move through and keep it going. That's just tough-minded people. Mental toughness is a product of an inner persistence operating in spite of one's pain. There is a continuation of conflict and negative circumstances which cannot hinder one's confidence. Irregardless of history or hurts Some people are able to face and finish with favorable results because they are driven by an internal dedication to be delivered. And I've heard people in church say, I'm going to make it. I don't care what comes up. By the grace of God, we're going to make it. Oh, you hit old four. I just believe God. Can I get a witness? And, and 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 sometimes God God allows circumstances to crash on us. He allows troubles to emerge on us to increase our faith. And 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 it's interesting. Even an ant can carry over three times its weight because that ant, listen, was uniquely created by God where his, listen, his cause is greater than his conflict. There, there is a predetermination, if you will, to uh, not be a mental midget, but to, amen, to make it at all costs. And um, people of purpose are powerful people. If, if, if you ever want to look at a powerful individual, check out people who are of purpose. And their purpose their purposes are in the right place. They, they, they are powerful people because they become tough-minded, amen, and tolerant to trouble and pain. And, and this matter of tough-mindedness is really throughout all the Bible. In, in the Old Testament, God um, tells Joshua, when Joshua, Moses died, he tells Joshua, all right, you gotta be a man now. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta amen, you gotta believe God. And, and you got to behave as such. You, you've got to gird up your loins. God told Job, okay, Job, uh, I know you've been hurt. I know you've been crushed. But now answer some questions. And, and Job, Job, Job was made, listen, Job was made to see himself from God's perspective. And when Job finished seeing himself, he said, woe is me. I'm unclean. My lips are unclean. I dwell among an unclean people. And then Joel went on to say, you know what? Up to this point, I had heard about him with the hearing of my ears, but now, turn in and say, but now. Amen. But now, my, my eyes have seen him. When you walked through trouble, when you walk through trials, when you walked through fire and come out, you have seen the Lord.'" Can I get a witness? Here, here in 2 Timothy, we won't belabor the point, but here in 2 Timothy, the Apostle Paul is writing to young Timothy, and he's using this thematic thrust, amen, of, listen, a faithfulness in the face of hardships. Now, it's easy to be faithful when nothing's hitting you. Do I have a witness, preachers? When, when nothing's going wrong, when everything's going right, when everything is smooth, when everybody's happy, it's not hard to be faithful. But faithfulness, amen, at its apex is when all hell is breaking out. is when your prayers have not been answered, your emotions have been damaged, your, your mental facilities are perplexed. Can I get a witness? And you just take a stand that I don't care. Heaven or hell can come and go, but I'm going to stand still. Right. And, 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 and it reminds me of the psalmist, the psalmist, the psalmist, uh, who in, in Psalm 46 used a cataclysmic situation. He said, though the earth be removed. In other words, if God could reverse creation because land came from water, if, if, if creation reversed itself and the land went back into the water, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be cast back into the midst of the sea, though the water begins to roar, he says, I'm coming away with something positive. There is a stream that shall make glad the city of God. Can, can I get a witness? And, 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 and I don't have time to, uh, to deal with Psalm 46, but the picture of Psalm 46 is that we are in, listen, this enclosed castle, and the enemies are on the outside. Do I have a witness? And the enemies are saying, instead of us knocking down the walls, going in and get them, let's just wait them out. Because they're gonna run out of water, they're gonna run out of food, they're gonna open these gates and we're gonna go in and kill all of them. Isn't that right? So the enemy's waiting outside, and the psalmist said, Listen, there is a stream underground. There was a flowing stream that kept them from getting thirsty. And that stream is Jesus. When all hell's breaking out in your life, there's an invisible underground sustenance that God brings into your life so the enemy was getting confused saying they should have ran out of food by now and they should have ran out of water by now and they should have ran out of strength by now and Satan is looking at you saying by this time they should have cursed God to his face they should have gave up they should have left the marriage they should have walked out of the ministry they should have lost their mind but God reserves the right I'm preaching already to let a stream flow that nobody else can see. He can prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Can I get a witness? My cup of joy runs over. So what is the reason for all that? Well, the psalmist comes to a point where he says, be still and know that I'm God. I'm able to bring stuff nobody else can see. I'm able to, uh, amen, hold you up with power that nobody else knows about. I, I dare you to trust him. I dare you to lift up Jesus. I dare you to hold on to him. I dare you to confide in him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Lord have mercy. This elaborate Hardship, this faithfulness in the faith of hardship, this call to courage, this challenge to endurance is what Paul is writing Timothy about. Young Timothy, and this is Paul's valedictorian speech because Paul is about to lose his life. Second Timothy is the last book of Paul. This this is it. They're going to cut his head off. Nero, that sick Roman, is going to cut his head off. And and, and, and and Paul understands his departure is at hand. Uh, do I have a witness? And, 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 and he wants to encourage young Timothy, who's the young pastor of the church at Ephesus, Acts 20. And Ephesus had some hardcore officers and people. And Timothy had three fundamental problems, like us. His fear, his flesh, and his faith. And I can tell you right now, if you just look at the contents of these particular things, you'll realize that if Satan don't get you through your fears, that's a proposal of trouble coming. Amen. Or through your flesh, that's a pollution of things already here. Uh, Amen. Don't get quiet now. Or through your lack of faith, can I get a witness? That's a lack of confidence in your Christ. Satan understands the devastation of the believer when these three things are out of order. But before we look at the conflict and the commitment, before we look at the strength and the struggle, the entanglements and the encouragement, there is a scripture in Jeremiah 12:5. do not turn, one of my favorites, and it says, if you have run with footmen and they have tired you out, What in the world are you going to do against horses? Now, can I stop pausing part? Sometimes God is saying the strength you have this morning is not enough to take you where I want you to go. Can I get a witness? And if you're struggling with elementary demons, if you're struggling with kindergarten demons, I'm preaching up in this place, what in the world are you going to do when the principalities come along? Can I get a witness? And, 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 and if in the land, Lord have mercy, if in the land of peace where you have trusted, they have wearied you, what are you going to do when the Jordan River swells up? Paul, 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 Paul is dealing with this matter of Timothy's weaknesses. Timothy was a great young man, but Timothy suffered from fear. But Paul had to tell Timothy, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and of a disciplined mind. How many of y'all struggle with fear? Fears, fears. Come on, raise your hand. This is therapeutic. We're trying to get you healed this morning. We got fears. And many times our fears are false evidence appearing real. They're not real. It's your fears. Fear of rejection, fear of failure. Amen. Uh, Timothy had a lot of fears. Timothy also had flesh problems. Flee fornication. Get out of Dodge, boy, because you know you are vulnerable to this flesh nature. Can I get a witness? Aren't we vulnerable to this flesh nature? Yeah, I want to ask you to raise your hand, but all y'all ought to raise it. Can I get a? aren't we vulnerable to this flesh nature? Yeah, well, don't get new up in here. I'm back, and I know what the Bible says. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. Paul said in Romans 7, after being saved 20 years, with my mind I serve the law of God, but in my flesh the law of sin, Oh, wretched man that I am, and he uses the word I 25 times to denote as long as I keep looking the eye, I'm in trouble. As long as I, yeah, and what letter is in the word sin? I. You can't sin without I. You can't be self-centered without I. I'm preaching up in this place now. Can I get a witness? So, So we got some flesh issues. And then we got faith issues. We can't believe God for what God wants us to believe. So Timothy had these three major issues and Paul uses three metaphors. I love this. To counter what Timothy lacked. God does not call perfect people. God calls imperfect people. God uses sinners. God knows all about your stuff. I'm preaching up in the- God don't need no email. God, God doesn't need no text message. He don't need no Twitter account. He already knows what's on the inside. Say amen. He knows my uprisings. He knows my down sittings. Uh, one, Psalm 139. He, he, Isn't in that right? Isn't that, that right? All right. Had to turn around. Brothers are going to sleep. sir. See, when they sit there, they say, amen, amen, amen. If you're going to go to sleep, don't sit up front. You, you can't have it both ways. Sit behind the wall. Sit, sit back there at the wall. and then you, oh, oh, oh. In the name of Jesus, we, we good. Praise the Lord. I'll go to bed at night. Now, listen, he gives three metaphors in this chapter. And let me let me stop. Stop. Let me let me, let me, let me stop. Pause part. I have problems with fears. I have problems with my flesh, and I have problems with my faith. I struggle in all three areas. All right. All right. All right. I'm never getting A plus in all three of them. Do I have a witness? Y'all y'all can't even say amen. I'm gonna talk about you now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, I have a defective report card. Can I get a witness? Uh, I got to go to summer school. Can I get a witness? <laughs> I, got, I got extracurricular got credits. I got a tape. And, 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 and see, listen, the same that loveth much, the same God can use much. God wants people who understand that they are Listen, they are personally unca- incapable, they are personally, amen, messed up, but with him we can do all things. I, I wish I had a witness. You, you can't say, well, I'm going to wait till I get nothing. It, it ain't going to ever happen. Amen. The fact of the matter is, as you are going, as you are believing, as you... Oh, uh, yeah, trusting God strengthens us. Now, now, check out, check out, check out Paul's chapter 2, verse 1. Thou, therefore, and it the therefore goes back to a call to courage, 8 to 12, a call to faithfulness, 13 to 18. He says, Thou, therefore, my son, technon is the Greek word, it's a term of endearment, my spiritual son in the faith, be strong, that means be empowered by Jesus. When he says be strong in the grace, he's talking about being empowered. Too many Christians think it's their power. Too many Christians think it's their ability. No, it's God's power. We are kept, Peter said, by the what? By the power of God. Whatever pastor's not doing is not because of him. It's because of Jesus. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. That 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 be 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 empowered in the grace that is in in Christ Jesus. And look what he says in verse two: the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses, commit the same to faithful what Amen. men who shall be able to teach others. So, so God, God, God is saying, you know, I, I was telling the leaders weeks ago: we're not a club. We're calling. We're calling. It's not a club. And and the word calling denotes that there's going to be conflict. We're called into a conflict by God. Hmm. So here's what Paul does. Paul, in trying to encourage young Timothy, uses these three metaphors. I love it. Look at verse 3. Thou therefore, therefore, is... Going back to everything we've discussed, endure, endurance, hardness. Now, now, now let's stop Paul's and Park because he talks about a good soldier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember uh, 1968, I was at 41 North Broad, I swore in. Vietnam was hottest in 68. 68, and when I swore in, My mother and father was standing out there in the audience when I swore in. The sergeant came and said, okay, you are now government property. GI, government issue. You no longer own yourself. Your life belongs to us. Uncle Sam. Do I have a witness? And then when you got in basic training, they said, "Uh, your soul belongs to the Lord. But that other piece belongs to us. <laughs> why, why? Because a good soldier has a single mind. The single mind, single mind, single mind. I'm not all over the place. I'm not all over the place. I have a single concentration. Lord, have mercy. And, 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 and look what he says. He says, endure hardness as a good soldier. Three words come out of this word hardness. Endure affliction, endure hard times, endure suffering. That's what makes you a good soldier. You know what happens to soldiers when they lose their their mental edge? It's called battle fatigue. I've watched enough war pictures to know that you can be out there with a rifle, with a backpack, but your mind is gone. You don't care if you die or live. You've lost your edge. We can't lose our edge. I don't care how much suffering or, or hardship are or coming into our lives, we can never lose our edge because Jesus Christ keeps on supplying what we need on the spot. There is no circumstance where you and I bow to. There's no circumstance where we go under. There's no, we don't lose it in Christ. It can I get a witness? Uh, Weeping only endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so, and so Paul, Paul, Paul said, endure hardness, suffering, hardship, affliction, as a good soldier. Not a good soldier of the United States. Not a good soldier of Russia. Good soldier of Jesus Christ. It's a military metaphor. It's interesting that Paul goes on to say in other places to Timothy, he reminds him that the war we're involved in, we are involved in war. That's why I get so upset on TV when these preachers and bishops and evangelists make the saved life sound like something splendors. We're at war. And we're not fighting against flesh and blood. The battle is not visible, it's invisible. Do I have a witness? We're not, we're, not, we're not fighting humans, we're fighting demonic forces that are hidden. We're not fighting the earthly, we're fighting the emotional, we're, 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 we're not experiencing just infliction, we're experiencing an influence. Satan is working overtime to influence your thinking. Why are you still in this marriage? You ain't happy. Yeah, don't get quiet now. Why, 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 why? Satan's job is to accuse God. Satan's job is to make God's word sound false. Satan's job is to frustrate you with a cultural undertaking of of a fictitious happiness. You turn the television on and you got people slithering over each other and, and all the hot, erotic, loving and all that, the folk going to hell. You got to put a spin on this stuff. Your TV doesn't say something different than my TV says. I can't turn the channel and see people breathing hard, ah, ah, and they with somebody else, husband and wife, and then, then the caption comes over your TV, oh, they're going to heaven. or people grasping different persuasions of sexuality. And, 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 and the culture, don't get quiet, and the culture doesn't want to give you the wrong spin. The, the culture don't want to give you the real spin of truth. It, want, it, it wants you to think you can do whatever you want to do. It's your life. You can do it when you want to do it, how you want to do it. Amen. And nothing is going to be uh, done about it. Child of God, wake up. We're fighting demonic angels, pressures, pleasures. Can I get a witness? And in Ephesians 6, when Paul says, put on the whole armor of God. And we we get caught up in all these pieces of equipment of the Roman soldier. All you gotta do is put on Christ. He protects your mind, put on the helmet. He protects your heart, put on the breastplate. He protects your feet. Amen, where you're gone. Put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. Protect your loins with truth. And then God is bold enough to give you this Biblios, which is a sword. Can I get a witness? And when you, and, and, and the sword denotes you got to do some fighting in this life. But he, gi- he gives you a shield. And the shield is the enemy's coming at you, so you might as well go after the enemy. The enemy's shooting fiery darts at you, and you got to, your faith is your shield. You got to hold up that shield when the enemy's coming in. You can't sit there and let the enemy shoot darts into you, shoot arrows into you, amen, shoot philosophies into you, shoot intellectualisms into you, and you not hit them back. When you block one thing off, you got to pull out that sword. Amen you got to know that sword. you got to know that sword. And that sword is the word of God. Yes. Satan, you're a liar. The Lord is my life. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my victory. The Lord is. What are some of the things that are characteristic of soldiers? My God. And I know I was in there seven years. I understand this thing. I got down to basic training, and I went on a buddy plan with this other partner of mine from South Philly. And we in the barracks. This is basic training, and the and TI is talking to us. And he said, "You better be quiet." Da 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 da. So we back there laughing. I'm 17 years old. I don't, I don't know nothing. And the TI said, "You come here." I had to get up in front of all the the whole barracks. He said, where are you from? I said, Philly. He said, no, no, it's sir, Philly, sir. And when I said Philly, he said, oh, we got a tough guy in here. All right, go ahead. And he, 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 he was hard on me. He was hard on me. And, and, and the whole thing is that what he was doing was trying to turn me into a soldier, one who could follow rules, one who could follow discipline, one who could follow orders and direction. Can I get a witness? And, and 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 so one of the characteristics of a soldier is they'll tell you, "Suck it up, soldier." That 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 phrase, "Suck it up," means nobody wants to hear you cry. Come on now, suck it up, suck it up, suck it up. Don't be a victim. Be a victor. Turn a lemon in the lemonade. Make something of it. Can I get a witness? Uh, don't sit here and cry because out there on the battlefield, you cannot start crying. Right. Suck it up. Sometime in your spiritual life, you got to suck it up. If the children are wayward, if the marriage is not going right, if the money is funny, if the health is not right, you sometimes everybody in church don't want to hear you every Sunday. Right. I I, I don't mind one or two Sundays, but not every Sunday. Every Sunday, because here's what'll happen. If you start complaining every Sunday, somebody, here you go, I ain't going to. They just go the other way. They don't want to hear you every Sunday because we got our own stuff. I got my own stuff. I don't mind hearing your stuff, but not every Sunday. The pastor, you know what's going? On? I don't want to know. <laughs> oh. Be a man, grow up. Bear your pain. Be a soldier. There's conflict in being a soldier. You're you're not you're not going to have comfort all the time. and and and, and I'm gonna deal with this culture. And I'm I'm not attacking millennials, but I'm going to deal with this culture because this culture is minus the confidence and the absolutes that many of us grew up with. Yeah. People today that get married, young people, not all of them. I don't want to generalize. If it works fine, if it doesn't, I'm out. I've had countless people come to my study, Pastor, we want to get married, but I want to change my vows. To what? <laughs> if your vows don't match the Bible, you ain't getting married up in here. In sickness and in health. When I got sick and had to go in the hospital, I was looking for my kids. Looking for Sister Gordon. This is a vow. Where's, where, where's the one that took the vow? <laughs> she, she ought to be in the waiting room. Are 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 y'all helping me out here? This thing is tight now. For better or for what? For worse. See, if everything becomes conditional, we got problems. Are y'all getting this? Mm -hmm. The richness or poor, don't, don't worry about that one. Till death do us part. Hmm, interesting. Well, the marriage died when she lied to me. Well, you know, I just, we just, I was given a position on abandonment, uh, Dan, that First Corinthians 7 talks about if a mate just leaves, you don't know where they are, they've been gone one, two, three years. That's abandonment. That, you have a biblical right to dissolve the marriage and divorce and move on. And right after I taught the concept, I started getting all these calls. And here's what one lady said. Well, he didn't come home last night. I said, what kind of mess is this? <laughs> no more. That's it. No more. <laughs> Listen. did that long? That's not abandonment. That's abandoning you for a night. And 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 so, listen, listen to this. He talks about this metaphor of the soldier, and the opposite of a good soldier is the civilian life. Yes. Amen. Now, so civilian life is implied here in verse 4. No man that war will entangle himself with the affairs of this life. The affairs of this life is the civilian life, that he may please him that have chosen to be a soldier. In the civilian life... I can come and go as I please in the civilian life. I can do what I wanna do. I can't do that in the soldier life. Are y'all, are y'all understand what I'm saying? I gotta wear a uniform. Isn't that right? I gotta follow orders. I gotta follow my commander. Come on now. Can I get away? I can't go home when I wanna. I gotta take leave or I'm wall I'm preaching up in this place. Too many people in the army of the Lord really want to be a civilian. You want to come and go as you please, do as you please, sin as you please, think as you please, speak as you please, and and, and then you want to call yourself a saint of God. Oh, I'm going to tell it. I'm rested. I 'm refocused, and by a miracle of God, my basketball team won last night. How did I put that in there? Look at this. A soldier is dedicated, a soldier' diligent, a soldier is decisive, a soldier is determined, and a soldier is driven. Life is not going to be. A bad arouses. Why don't we be honest with people? Baby, I'm so happy you're getting married, but understand this. Marriages work. There's gonna be some uptime and downtime. Come on now. Why, why are we afraid to tell people the whole story? Can I get a witness? You're gonna to have to eat some crow, baby. Uh-huh. You can't run back to your mother and father. That's right. That's right. You gotta stay in there with that man or that woman you married. That's right. Do I have a win? You gotta work it out. Okay. This thing is tight. Right. Listen. The metaphor, of the charge of a good soldier Mm. a lot of my drive and determination and decisiveness comes from the training that I had I got blondes on my eyes I cannot and will not be held hostage by what people think I got to look at the product and my purpose and my power base can I get a witness to me? I'm not a politician. I'm not going to sit here and just say what you want to hear. Here's how I manage. Here's where I'm going. Here's my accountability. Here's what we're putting together. So that's leadership. And when you agree with everything a leader has to say, something is wrong. It's okay. Good soldier. Good soldier, Jesus Christ. Good soldier, good soldier, good soldier, good soldier of Jesus Christ. Second, look at the second metaphor in verse 5. And if a man also strive, the word strive is aletheo, where we get our word athletes. He's talking about all f listen, all athletics, and the word strive for masteries, yet he's not crowned, except he strive lawfully. The word lawfully is nominous in the Greek, which means you got to play by the rules. Stay within the boundaries. People, well, you know, I've been serving for 40 years. Well, Yeah, but you're defiant. You're outside the rules. You come and go as you please. Do what you want to do. It's harder to participate inside the rules. Are y'all getting this? When I belonged to 19th Street, Pastor Walker had a rule. I was a minister. I had a rule. At 1030, service started at 11 o'clock. At 1030, every leader, every choir member, every usher was in this big room in a circle in prayer. Amen. Now, listen to this. If you missed that circle prayer, I don't care if you was a reefer, Franklin. You didn't sing, Doc. I'm dead serious. If you was a minister, you ain't go up in that pulpit. If you was a deacon, you weren't in place. They didn't play that. That was his rule. And I used to sit there breaking my neck to get to church about 1030 to get in that circle to pray. Interesting. You say, you say, well, where is that in the Bible? Well, you know, it's not in the Bible, but it was the pastor's desire that going into worship, Everybody had had prayer together, and not just fly out of their car off the streets into service. Are y'all getting this? You got you got to keep the rules. When I was in the military, the seventeen years I worked in the federal government, I had to keep the rules. We got to learn whatever job you on, you got to keep the rules, the boundaries. Why is this important? Look, the word striving means you got to agonize through the rules. Ah, you're going to fight. There's going to be quarrel. There's going to be struggle. There's going to be struggle towards you, against you. And, 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 and I choose athletically to look at the runner because he's talking about all athletes, he's, but, but the, you had to fight her. You had to, we're, we're fighting not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Amen. Uh, but I choose the athlete of running, and 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 Paul says in in I believe Hebrews twelve uh, that we ought to we ought to run lawfully. It's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a marathon. When you run running a marathon, you don't run it the same as you run a sprint. I ran a 100-yard dash in, now eat your hearts out, the pen Relays. Don't, now, don't get jealous. Just say praise the Lord. I was in the Penn Relays. Thank you, sir. And they call me Flash Gordon. Just, just thought I just thought I'd tell you the truth. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. Learn to bless when you can bless and play baseball, play, play, play football. Just, just it's cool. But I could fly, Doc. In fact, everybody in thought phone could fly. Half of them was running from the police, but I could fly. Don't you drop that wine bottle They'd be running down the street. <laughs> lord have mercy i remember that race vividly i remember the relay race vividly relay vividly yeah the guy handing the baton off to me dropped it i stooped down and picked it up <laughs> And I smoked them! (laughs) Are they leaving on my story? So anyway, this... Uh, I'm, 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 I, look, I might, I might as well embellish this. <laughs> 1971, I'm in Italy. I go down to Naples. Army, Marines, Air Force, and Navy. You got millions of troops in Naples. Now listen, I'm, I'm like 19 years old overseas. Got a can of beer in my hand walk on the football field. And the coach said, what are you doing here? I said, I want to join the team. He looked at me and said, you out of your mind. I said, give me your fastest guy here. I raced this boy from Richmond, Virginia called New. His name was Newbie. I remember this. I gave my boy my can of beer and we ran 100 yards. I was in shoes, not sneakers. And newbie was the fastest guy on the team, and we were neck and neck, and I beat him. (laughs) With a can of beer. (laughs) Say amen. Say amen, nigga. Say amen, amen, (laughs) Don't Don't get jealous. Just say, look. Just say, Pastor, I had a lot of experiences. Some in my sleep, and some, some while I was awake. had a 30 and a half waist, built, could do it all, Doc. However, let's get back to the story, please. The marathon is a 26-mile race. You got to lay aside every weight. And the one sin that will beset you, and that's the sin of doubt. One sin, and the sin in the article, the sin that will beset you. You gotta run believing God. You gotta run believing that God's got your back, your front, your side, that God's gonna bring you in on the winning lane. You gotta run! You got to run, you got to run, you got to run. You, you, you enter this race by your calling. You are encouraged in this race by a cloud. You are, amen, encumbered in this race by conflict. You are encouraged in this race by your confidence, and you are enabled in this race as you concentrate on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You got to strive this thing. You got to suck it up. You got you to gotta be, amen, a, a good athlete. You got to look unto Jesus, the author, the finisher. You got to run against the wind. You got to run against your wounds. You got to run against the, the walls of the devil. You feel like giving up? Tie a knot and hang on again. It's too soon to give up. You don't throw the towel in this race. You don't throw the towel in this fight because God has done something inside the believer that every time we get knocked down, and I've been knocked down, every time we get knocked down, and we, and, and, and look, look, and the ref is counting one and two and three, and it looks like we can't get up, but for some reason, the minute the count hits nine, I get some strength from somewhere. The minute the count hits nine, I'm able to get back up full of faith. The minute the count gets nine, I can run on a little while longer because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Somebody said he's able. is he able? And it's not all the devil, sometimes it's my own wounds. It's my own weariness. It's my own weights. It's the wiles of the devil, but God is able. He's able. He's able. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me strength in the midst of my struggles. Thank you, Jesus. Can I get a witness for giving me, amen, your power in the midst of my poverty? Thank you, Jesus, when I would do wrong, when he was always with me. Thank you, Jesus, when I feel like quitting, throwing a towel and running, amen, and stopping this race, you show up. Thank you. I said, thank you. He may not come when you want him, but oh, he's right on time. He's an on-time God. He's an on-time God. That's why Isaiah said, but they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. He'll mount them up with wings like he Thank you, Lord. Timothy, you got to endure hardness as a good soldier. Timothy, you got to strive for masteries, keeping the rules and the boundaries, and lawfully running. Do I have a witness? But here's the third and final metaphor, verse 6. And he says, the husbandman, that's the farmer, Laboreth. Now, 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 the word laboreth there means he labors to the point of exhaustion. You've never seen a lazy farmer. Can I get a witness? A good farmer works. Do I have a witness? I remember in the late 50s, early 60s, we went down to South Carolina to my, my, on my mother's side, all her relatives, and they had cows and pigs and chickens and roosters, and they had everything. We got down there on this big farm and at 4 o'clock in the morning, I started hearing people getting up. We laying in bed. They had gone out there and slapped the hogs. They gone going out there and did something to the cattle, did something to the chickens and, and then they said, his breakfast is ready. I'm looking for cornflakes. And them folk had grits and rice and pork chops and uh, uh, crack them bread and cornbread and uh, gravy and uh, do I have a witness and we sat there at breakfast and ate all this food and I couldn't move and right after breakfast they went right back out in the field can I get to do what to work "Work." so I told my uncle I said one day I want to farm he said no you don't (laughs) this is work can I get a witness and spiritually if you're going to be a good farmer, if you're going to sow seed, you got to work. You got to work on your marriage, work on your family, work on your children, work, come on now, work on your mind, work on your heart, work on your will. You got to work. Work while it is day. For nighttime is coming when no man can work. And you're working, you're planting seeds. Let me, let me say something about planting seeds. We, we're very close. What you planted 10 years ago may not germinate until five more years from now. No farmer plants and the same day pulls up from what he planted. You planted things in your children's life. You planted things in your marriage. You planted, and, and, and sometimes you just got to hold on and hold out. Can I get a witness? There's, there's a working, then there's a weeding. That means pulling up. Amen. Then there's a watering, providing. Remember old Sister White, I came here in 1987. I, I ain't never seen grass and dirt. I, I grew up in South Philly with tar and pavement. So I said, well, let me, uh, let me plant some tomatoes and some corn. And so I went out and bought the seed, and I dug up and put the seed in, covered them up, watered. She said, baby, that ain't going to grow. I said, why not? She said, you got to weed this stuff. You daily, you got to weed it. I said, well, I'm going to shop right. I ain't fun with this stuff. It's too much work. Hey, now, 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 we're laughing, but haven't we quietly in our hearts said this marriage is too much work? Have, have, haven't we quietly said, "Yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> to save life is too much work? Yes we, yes, yes we have. Yes we have. Yes we have. Yes we have. Too much work. Work, weed, water, and then wait. And then watch. Everything planted has its season to come up. Everything planted will grow, amen, in its own time. Everything planted needs watering to grow. I'm talking about the water of the word. Everything planted needs to be watched. Everything planted needs a waiting period. Do Do I have a witness? And if you're going to be a husbandman, a good farmer, a good farmer, you got to work, you got to water, you got to weed. you got to wait, you got to watch that crop. Do I have a witness? And by the way, the law of the harvest is whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. Do I have a witness? Don't get quiet up in here now, child of God. But when you look at this, if I look in at my poverty, I'm in trouble because I'm all messed up. If I look out from my pain to promote myself, I'm in trouble because my eyes is on the wrong thing. But if I look up to Jesus, he's my power base. Can I get a witness? Paul says, be strong in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can't be mental midgets. We got to have a toughness in our mindset. Can I get a witness? What is that toughness? Well, you might have to go from steak to bologna sandwiches. Can I get a witness? Well, you, you may have to, uh-huh, every now and then, you may have to, yeah, do with something that you don't want to do with. Can I get a witness? In order to get to where you're trying to go. Can I get a witness? Uh, You got to have the toughness of a mindset. You got to say, come heaven or hell, come high water or not, I'm going to make it by the grace of God. Jesus started this thing, and Jesus is going to finish this thing, and I'm not going to fold. I'm not going to fold up. I'm not going to get frustrated. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to be a victor. For the battle has already been fought and the victory has already been won. No. Can I get a witness? My confidence is in him. Can I get a witness? And he's able, and He able, he's a- able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. He's able. He's able. Tough-mindedness Tough mindedness, turn your neighbor to neighbor, regardless of the interference, I'm going to make it, because greater is he that's in me, than he that's in the world, trust and never doubt, and he will surely bring you out, can I get a witness in the Lord God? In the Lord, God. In the Lord, God. Stand on your feet. Good soldier. Good athlete. Good farmer. As ever here, his bowery eyes closed. If you need to be saved, don't walk out here unsafe. Jesus loves you. It's as simple as A, B, C. Admit, believe, and confess. Jesus is the son of the living God who died for your sins, was buried, rose again with all power in your hand. If you ask him to come into your life, he'll save you. If you want to be saved, raise your hand. Is there one? Just raise your hand. Be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. Or perhaps you are saved, looking for a church home. Raise your hand. We'd love to have you. I see a hand. Come on up. Come on up, brother. Look at Jesus. Praise God. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah! Oh man, y'all got bouncing y'all step. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Is there another? Is there another? Listen what the psalmist said. I would have fainted unless I believed the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And again, I say, wait. Let's look to the Lord. I'm going to ask after I pray and go to ministers. Our Father and our God, in this time of turmoil, crisis, in this time of confusion, give us a tough-mindedness to be still and to know Your God. Give us equipment that when the enemy brings his evil wiles, we can just be still with peace and power. Make us tough-minded in these last days that we don't swerve to the left or to the right, but we be still and know that Jesus is the Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Enjoy your holiday. Amen. Be careful. We'll see you Wednesday. God bless you. Church, amen. Amen. Say amen. Sing us up. Love you bro. Love you man. Oh man, you know that you're gonna battle. Oh really? It's a battle, Oh it's a battle. It's a battle. It's a battle. It's a battle.